I care way much more about respect than collecting a check like every day. Why do you think social media stars don't get respect? Because they cause sell out. It's what do you, what do you consider selling out? I feel like, I mean, I really don't understand why social media people don't get respect because we are a whole production team on our own and we deserve to get paid for that. Why, why, are, why do you say that a social media star is a sellout when Coca-Cola is like, hey, here's 50K for this post no. when I just did a load of posts to get to where I'm at? And I made zero dollars off of it, but it's not a sellout for Fox or for CNN or for all these companies that post commercials yeah. in between every single 15 minutes. Welcome into the podcast, another episode of Living Large. If you guys are new here, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Our podcast has been doing really well lately. You guys have been giving me a good response, and I'm glad that we can have these good conversations. Uh, this past weekend, I... I Partied pretty hard. I went to Rosé Day, which was this huge event in Malibu. Got pretty lit and then also got pretty lit on Sunday at Logan's Luau. So your boy has decided that 30 days sobriety started on Monday. Three days sober right now. So round of applause for me. I'm going to make it to 30 days. This next guest, he's from Dutchland, which I mean the Netherlands, the Amsterdam, possibly. I don't know. I'm just jumping the gun right now. I actually saw him at Rosé Day this weekend. I was like, oh, we got to have him on. He's got 6.9 million followers on Instagram. Tuan Kuiper. What's up, bro? Yo, welcome on the show. It's good to have a conversation. Thank you. Yeah. I actually just found out, me and Tuan, I, don't, I hope I don't dox your address. We just both moved to Koreatown. Yeah. We are neighbors now, which we used to live together. Not live together. We lived in the same complex. In yeah, pretty close. 1600 Vine. So now we're neighbors again. How you been? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing really well. It was dope to see you at Rosé Day. Do you remember seeing me? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a crazy party. Dude, that was really, really fun. It was fun. fun. Yeah. So fun. I was watching. I was doing a little research on you. I was watching um, one of your videos. I can't remember. Oh, it was I Hate Being Single. You had some pretty pretty good looking oh, women I, in that video, bro. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. He knows these three girls. And I was like, what? Wait, which ones? Uh, <laughs> that one girl, Rachel Starr, she's pretty hot. Okay. I saw her this weekend. Oh, the YouTube video, yeah, yeah. So it was actually funny because so, so how do you get these girls in your videos? Because I have my tactics. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll share it. Why, why not? <laughs> you know, so I I was actually thinking the same thing. Like I would look at other other guys and I'd be like, I was like, yo, I don't have time to talk to that many girls. Right. Just like like that you're not really like hooking up with or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Someone's like, well, how am I gonna do this? Like, um. If I DM girls, it's weird. Like, I don't know. It's just so. Do you have like a booking agent? No. So, what I did is I hit one of my promoter buddies oh. and I was like, yo, why can't you get me like 15 girls? And, you had a lot in that video. Yeah, I had yeah. like a lot. And I was like, can you get me like 15 girls that are down to play in a video? And obviously, it comes across so much more humble when, when, when someone else is like, right, hey, right. this kid has like this many followers. You want yeah, to play yeah. in the video? And they're like, yeah, for sure. And if I ask Versus like, you reaching out. What's up, guys? About to hit seven mil. Uh, Want to be in my video? Yeah, exactly. You know, they're like, yeah, hey, uh, why don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. You go know? fuck yourself. Go take, a, take a lap. Take a lap. Yeah. yeah. So um, I did that and it worked out. He sent me like 25 girls. So I just have a list of people that. Um, they're down to be in videos. Yeah. The, the I have like this assistant that helps me like uh -huh. produce. So um, I honestly didn't even text them. They were That's just being really texted. smart, though. Yeah. So because I, I want to like when I'm on set, I keep things like super, super me too, professional. Me too. Yeah. Because I, I, I just don't want anybody feeling weird or anything. Same. So I, I keep it as far away as possible. And then like when they're on set, I'm super friendly and like I'll, I'll direct them in any way as I can. That was my thing, too. I was like, I would never try to get with or I've never been no. with any of the girls in my videos until my girlfriend. Um are you are you an, a good director? Because I feel like I come across as an asshole when I direct my videos. Yeah, Do you come across because I, as a creative, I have this vision and I feel like, like do, do what I fucking want you to do, and, yeah, and, and yeah, then, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Are you are you a? Uh, that's a good question. I like that. Um, so I struggled with that in the beginning because sometimes, um, because like we started and like you you were you were way more in into like filming itself right. than I was originally. And for me, it was just, I had ideas and then I had to like also learn, my, uh, teach myself how to like do the videos. So in the beginning, I had a lot, a lot more like difficulties with that. And then I would get frustrated with people because I didn't really know you even okay. understand what I really wanted. And then when I started working with someone that could handle the camera, well, it's like Stro, I work with Stro. Like, yeah, yeah. And 
now I'm I'm super easy with it, like because we before talk about the shots already, so I already know that he knows what I want. Right, right. And then I can just keep it as like as nice and friendly as possible. And I realized also like getting frustrated with people doesn't help, and it just actually backfires on you because mm -hmm. then they either shut they don't down perform. or yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just <clears throat> like to keep it as friendly as possible and just like hey, like this is what I see, and like I always take a moment right before the scene and explain them exactly how I see it and what angle and why. And how do you trust the, for example, you have this promoter reach out, you get these girls in your videos, you've never met them before. How do you trust that they're good? Cause you know, what's interesting, those two girls, difficult. I like, I wouldn't know if they're good or not, but I watched it and I was like, Oh wow. They, d they actually re did really good. And yeah. I've had people be in my videos and I'm like, damn, like you're, you're bad. Like yeah. you're really bad. I, I think, um, uh, so I, I definitely I ran into the same issue because it was kind of like the first time I really did that. And then I was like, yeah, like, damn, how am I going to know if they're good? So then I just pulled up their Instagrams and then I kind of just went Which to Which most stories. of them, they don't even talk. <laughs> yes. Like, so yeah. the, the ones that, that didn't talk, I was just like, okay, like, let's see what's, what else yeah, is yeah. there. And then if I found one that was like talking a lot on their stories and like very engaging. Right, right. Like, okay, I feel like she could act. And then some of them, I just looked at their faces and I was like... I, I hope she can act, yeah, yeah. you know, but honestly, I am pretty up like straightforward though. Cause like I'm Dutch and like, that's how we are. Like uh -huh. we, we just say how it is. So if they don't nail the line, like within like let's five times or whatever, and it, I, I just don't see any progression in mm -hmm. it. I'm just like, okay. Um, you, Oh, you switch them out. Yeah, I'll switch them out. I'll literally say it how I want them to say it, and I go repeat after me in the exact way, same yeah. way I say it's it. It's also like directing them in yeah, the right yeah, way, yeah. of course. Um, but some people just won't nail it. Oh, like, of course. And bro. then if it's only if it's an important part, then I'm like, okay, like, we have to switch them out. Like, I'll give you another role so you didn't come here for nothing. Right. But uh, like, if it's important, like I have to nail this to make the joke work. Then yeah. Right. So you just mentioned when I mentioned it before, you're from. You're from Amsterdam or, or well, just like the a, Netherlands? Yeah, from the Netherlands. I'm like an hour away from Amsterdam. Um, when did you move to the to the United States? When I was like 17. Oh, so yeah. pretty recently, like within the last yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Like Do you have dual citizenship or are you? No. Okay. So I'm on like uh, a visa. Okay, know? gotcha. Yeah. And why did you pick Miami when you moved here? So my, my dad moved. Okay. So it was quite a funny story because my dad was just like out of nowhere like, yo, what's up, dude? I'm uh, moving to the US. And I was like what like okay and like i have like a half sister half little brother uh -huh. and uh are they in the america now yeah so they were there with my dad okay gotcha and then um i just told him like yo can i move with you and he was like well i didn't think you wanted to i was like well you never asked bro <laughs> yeah, yeah. so um and I, I i don't know i just felt like i could do more than my country and like i sometimes had difficulties with uh, the mindset of the people in my country mm -hmm. especially in my town so I just wanted to give it a shot. And I'm like, if my dad's already moving, like, what's the what's the big risk I'm right. taking? You know, it's like this is the best opportunity I could possibly take right now. So then um, I lived in Miami for two years. And then so, so what? So how did you because I know you got your start. You met Lele on mm -hmm. Vine. You know, and it's crazy to think that this has been like, dude, like six years. Like that was yeah, for like me, six like, years ago. Five for me. For like five, five years maybe, on Vine. Yeah, yeah. How did you run into her and get started going on that? Yeah, is it just a coincidence? You go to the same high school? Like honestly, it's pretty funny because uh, I've talked about this on my YouTube as well. Like we have this whole like exposing our relationship uh -huh. video that great. <laughs> so um, did numbers? It did like almost ten mil or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because like I started making friends and I started like modeling in Miami. Did so, you have a terror? Like, did you speak English? Because because like, most Dutch people I feel like do. When I went to Amsterdam, like. They most do. Yeah, we we, yeah. we speak pretty well English, but like when I moved, like I, I'm dyslexic, like heavily. Mm -hmm. And when I was in school, I hated it. So I was like against it. You know, you're mm -hmm. a stupid kid. You're like, don't want to learn. Right. So when I moved there, when I was 17, I barely spoke English whatsoever. Like and a lot of people in Miami speak Spanish. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't speak any of that. <laughs> but um, then when I met Layla, I already kind of knew how to speak it. Like I, I was going to language school and um met friends and whatever but yeah so i started modeling a little bit so i started coming more in, in miami because i was living in for a lot of it was like 40 mm -hmm. minutes away from there and then i met this girl and then i, fo I started following her on snapchat and then i saw i was always on vine because i thought it was hilarious yeah, yeah and um then i saw lele in her story and i was like oh 
wait, that that's that girl from Vine. From, from yeah. Vine. And I was like, well, what if I just send her her friend like a really cute Snapchat? Yeah, yeah. And just say, is that that girl from Vine? Yeah. And then Lele replied with, yeah, that's me. Because my logic was like, well, she's definitely gonna like show her friend, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Girls are just like guys. Yeah. So it was like, I mean, they Yo, always act like they're so much, yeah. so much more like, no, we're not bad, but they're way worse. Yeah. <laughs> so um, honestly, that's how we kind of started to meet, and then we first went on a date, and like, oh, you actually went on a yeah, date? Yeah, we actually. Went so on that a was date. your intent. You're like, oh, let's date. It wasn't like, it. Honestly, I I had no intent. Like it was just. I thought she was. I didn't super know you guys cool. went on a date. Yeah, so we. Where'd just, you guys go? You were 17 years old, probably. No, but like, hey, let's that, go get ice cream. I was like 18 uh, at that point, and then we just went to go get coffee uh, at like 9 p.m. at night. <laughs> Which I would not put past Lele. She's always like high energy. I mean, Lele doesn't even drink coffee. Like really? let's say it like that. Like Lele just was just pretending to to do it. You know what I mean? But yeah. but I thought it was hilarious, and I met her that she was just as crazy as she was in her videos. And like, you know, right, too. Yeah, yeah. so I, I thought that was hilarious because like I never expected that. I, I always thought like, oh, it's probably just an act yeah, and yeah. all this. And um, then, you know, we tried it for like maybe a week or two to like get to know each other and that. Mm -hmm. And then we just figured like, yo, we're, we're not like we're Compatible. not like to get nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's not going to work. And then we just became friends. And then you, you guys. Well, she was huge on Vine. You blew up on Vine really quick. I remember watching your growth. It was like insane. It was crazy. What yeah. made you make the jump like why miami to la why not just stay there and make vines together and do all that um because miami is very big in the modeling world too not really though like i feel like the three places are new york miami la miami is just swimwear mostly yeah okay so there's not like i was trying to do like more high fashion stuff like more credibility and not just be like oh that dude from like abercrombie and fitch yeah, yeah. so uh, for me Moving to LA, like Lele already was planning on moving to LA anyway as well. And then besides Lele, there was like no one in Miami doing anything mm -hmm. about social media. And that's why Lele and I started working together so much because she was kind of like, wow, there's someone else that is just as passionate about doing this as me. Did you have a job or are you just living at home with your dad? Yeah, I was just living at home with okay, my gotcha. dad. And I couldn't work because I didn't have a visa. Right, right. I wasn't allowed to work. And that was the thing that sucked because I was like 18 years old and my dad gave me like $200 a month. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that, like the US is expensive. Yeah, yeah. Like Miami is expensive. So, um, I mean, but I like it because it gave, it gave me the motivation to go out there and meet people. And if I wanted to do crazy things, like I, I, I was going to have to meet like rich people that yeah, had yeah. crazy things because i never in a million years i could afford it you uh -huh. know? but um i don't know i moved to miami because i got a man uh, to la because i got a manager how were you able to move to la did you already have like brand deals and stuff yeah so i mean i don't know if you remember back in the day but the brand deals in the beginning were crazy oh i know like, yeah they were wild so my dad was actually talking about me moving back and then this happened and then he was like Gave, gave me like another couple of months and then he was like uh or not like maybe a month and a half later he's like so Tuan, i think you should move back and i'm like move yeah, back no, to the I, netherlands I was like yeah i'm gonna move and he's like okay and i'm like but to la and he's like who's gonna pay for that and i'm like i just had a brand deal come through i'm good yeah and but how's that work though because and it's always it's like an interesting thing because you can't work in mm -hmm. the united states so, so how does that work so we started applying for a visa right away. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because like, it's like a special bit. Because I think, I mean, when you first start a Vine, it's just for fun as a hobby. It's yeah. not a job. Like you're not making money. The thing is, I saw the, I saw the, how do you say it? Like the. The opportunity. The, I, I, I realized how it worked for money. Got it, and, got and it. Like right away from the start. Like before I even started, it, I already realized how it worked. I was like, oh, okay. So brands come in this, like, okay, that makes sense. So like me starting and I had like a million in 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. It was just like the growth was so fast. And I started like hitting up companies like, yo, like look at my growth. Like this, okay. this, 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 this. So I was kind of like ahead of the curve right there. So like I was already applying for visas and then already like trying to get a brand deal. So when the visa came in, boom, brand deal. Money. Yeah, yeah. See you later. Like that, that's kind of what happened. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. 
What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow-through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So you moved to L.A., obviously, then you transitioned over to, like, Instagram, you transitioned to YouTube. You've, you've modeled for some pretty high-end companies, right? Yeah. Like high fashion brands. What brands have you modeled for? Um, so I did Dolce Gabbana. I've done Versace. I've done... Uh, and you walked in shows? Yeah. In like Dolce Milan Gabbana, and shit? I've, wa- I've walked the show for Dolce Gabbana like three, four times, something like that. And uh, yeah, in Milan. And then I've done Aeropostale. That's still going around, actually. It's like all over the world like in every store so that that was really crazy um that was like i think the biggest like publicity wise yeah. uh campaign i've done and then, i mean i've walked the Versace show like before i was known as well like in miami oh, okay so you're in your modeling you're saying yeah and then I've how do you land something like that like how does how does tuan and wampa because i know wampa did some stuff with dng as well yeah. like is that something you reach out to them? They reach out to you? I Yeah. So this is actually a funny topic. Because that's a huge thing, yeah. like to walk a runway for Dolce & Gabbana. Like that's... <laughs> yeah. So like it's it's uh, it's actually a funny thing I would like to talk about. Like I have had issues with modeling agencies from the start. Like... Oh, they want to take so much percentage of I've you too. I've switched between so many mm-hmm. already. Like I was with Next. I was with Wilhelmina. I was with IMG. And, I, and then I was with IMG. I'm like, okay, I'm with the, be- the best and the biggest agency in the world right. and i left them too i'm like this sucks yeah so are you with anybody now no no oh, okay so that's the thing i left img because and it's not be- i didn't leave img because img sucked it was just like one particular agent i didn't like and he didn't like me i guess <laughs> <laughs> and um the last thing he told me he was like you'll never book versace and then i was like you know what i hate your negativity i'm out so that's when i left and then not a month later, I booked Versace. And that's just because, like, my manager and I have a different approach. Like, we just look at things like, all right, these are the brands we want to, like, would love to work with, right? So let's give it a shot. Let's hit them up and let's write our own campaigns and, like, hit them up mm-hmm. and, and not just wait. I don't right. get the point of waiting. Which is what a lot of people don't understand. I feel like a lot of people think, like, oh, you know, Coca-Cola is going to reach out to me one day and be like, hey, here's $100,000. It's yeah, like, like, why would they reach out to you? A lot of people go get it, man. Yeah. Like, I've done so many things where, like, my uh, agent, for example, he'll reach out to a company and be like, hey, Mark would love to, you know, try some of your product. I get the product. I throw a free Instagram story up. I throw, you know, like, shout mm-hmm. out for them. All of a sudden, they're like, hey, we'd love to do something with Mark. You know what I'm saying? You got to kiss ass a little bit in this industry. But it also gets to the point where it's like, how many times can I kiss, like, yeah, you know, like, do the free post? Yeah, it, it's got to be like... But like, you're shooting for the stars. Like, I've never reached out to fucking Versace and be like, yo, guys, send me some clothes. <laughs> I, my manager definitely has balls. Let's say like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he, he just, I don't know. Like, he'll brag about me for hours and like to the point that I get uncomfortable. How did you meet your manager? Because a lot of managers are represented by companies out here. And I know you've had, you have like a very personal relationship with your manager. Yeah. And you've been loyal to him. You've been with him for a long time. Like, I see you guys like buying each other watches and shit and like you know going out for his birthday and whatnot yeah. how did you meet your manager and is he with like an agency or is he his, uh, own, his no. own guy so gary my manager like he has a really cool story like he has done records like he has like platinum records like from way back in the day and he has made vanilla ice who vanilla ice was and i was with a, a manager that was screwing me over and basically stealing money from me and then he helped me get out of that contract i was super stuck like i was literally at the point that i was like i might as well just stop my career because i'm never going to be able to make money ever mm-hmm. again like i'm so stuck so then he was like i'll help you get out of it and i just met him at 1600 vine like, really yeah like we bumped into each other and somehow i like I, i'm a big believer of the law of attraction mm-hmm. and i lit literally word for word asked for him i, I was literally like I, I wish i could just find someone that already has money so that's not the main drive right that um 
is just passionate, believes in me, wants to go all the way to the top, doesn't want to switch up and like, you know, just one goal. Mm -hmm. And I bumped into him and he helped me out of my contract. And then he was like, I was like, why, why don't you manage me? And he was like, no, I'm retired. Like, he's like, I'll help you find someone. And I thought it was so genuine, you know, like this guy literally went out yeah. of his way to help me because he's also a lawyer. How do you run crazy. into He's he's in like, what, his 40s, 50s, maybe? Yeah. How do you just run into this guy and be like, yo, what up, man? I'm 20 years old. Someone introduced me. Because that's an interesting thing. Yeah. And I think it's funny because out in L.A., I feel like age isn't a number. Like I hang out with 40 year olds, 30 year olds, it's like really they're 20 not. years yeah, old. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, someone introduced me and he was working on something and then we were talking about that and then over the years now like i feel like i've kind of been able to you know see through the bullshit of yeah. people and you're just like okay like after being I, in I la see, for i so see your fake or yeah. like whatever and i just didn't feel that from him and then especially like when he started helping me because he felt that i was just genuine and i wasn't trying to play anything sneaky either mm -hmm. um and then he helped me and then didn't want anything in return i was like I need this. Like, this is what I right. need, you know? And then I was like, he's already done it. He already knows how to do it. Like, this is great. And then I had to convince him for probably a month. <laughs> and he didn't want to do it. And I literally You're just like kept bugging. bottles of Don Julio? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I, I just kept, like, you know, I had to convince him, like, look, man, I'm not going to do drugs. Like, I'm not going to do all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm focused. Like, I, I'm here on a mission. I come all the way from this country. Like, I, I truly don't want to go back. Like, yeah, yeah. And, um, he put faith in me and I put faith in him. And, and that's why I think because he went so far for me, that's why relationship is so close. And I'm also the only one he manages. And he's like my day to day with everything. And yeah, I don't know. Just love that guy. Yeah. I think if people want to get into like social media nowadays, I feel like they should get a homie that's like really into the business and like be, yeah. be a two man crew because I've, it gets yeah. so crazy having a manager who manages, you know, six, seven other people. It's just not as it, genuine. It's not genuine, and I feel like it almost never works because right. then they're going to feel underappreciated or under, like, no attention from, from the manager for a little bit, and then you're going to bump in those issues. Do you think you need to be in Los Angeles in today's day and age to succeed as a social media creator the, or in the entertainment field at all? I, I think it depends because some of these creators, they do everything by themselves so they could really be anywhere, mm. right? But why does everybody move to L.A. to be a social media star? Well, because everybody's always like, what's next? So the goal is never to be a social media star. Mm -hmm. The goal is to become a social media star so then they become a movie star. Why? And that's the thing. Everybody, like, that's what I always think it's funny. Like, I go back to the Netherlands a lot and I'll do, like, press there, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, oh, you're famous in the yeah. U.S. And they're always like, so what's next? I'm like... I have seven million followers. Is not enough? Yeah. Like, that's not enough? Like, no, because Lele has 20-something million. Yeah, of course. Not, like, 34, actually. Oh, really? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm really behind on that. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, the number one. Holy but, like, shit. Um, so that's why I tweeted the other day. Like, I was like, everybody always asks, what's next? I'm like, I'm next. Mm -hmm. Whatever I'm doing is next. Like, I, I don't have to tell you that I'm going to be a movie star for you to, to know what's next. Right. Whatever it is that I'm doing is next. Like I don't want to be someone. I want to be me. Like that's it. That like whatever. Well, it just that goes is back be. to like the notion of like all Americans and maybe even people in the world. We always want more, 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 bro. Of course. And that's what we're taught in today's day and age. I it's want like, more, more, more too. Yeah, nothing's ever good enough, right? So many people look up to you. So many people look up to me. To Lele, they're like, I really want what Lele has. I want what Tuan has. I want to be a social media star. I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be able to hang out with my friends and make money doing it. Yeah. But like, look at us, man, we're doing it. And we're like, fuck, man, I want to be performing on stage. I yeah. want to be in movies. I want to be, you know, walking runways in Milan. I want to be on a boat in Cannes for film festival, getting everything paid for for free because I know some rich guy because I'm fucking famous. Yeah. Why do we want that? It's Why are we satisfied with what we have? Are you satisfied with what you have? Because you talked about this earlier to me. You're like, my, my focus isn't anymore like. You're like, I have 7 million followers. I don't need more followers. Yeah. No, I don't think I need more followers, particularly to become that actor or become whatever I want to become. I definitely don't think I need more followers for it. Like, in any, if anything, you need more connections. But mm -hmm. even that I have. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, at this point, it's just, 
everybody's always thinking about how do I grow myself bigger to get there? What about why don't you lock yourself up in your room for a second and just study mm-hmm. to get yourself better at what you're doing instead of trying to get bigger at what you're doing? You know, because like I can have 30 million followers tomorrow, but it still doesn't mean I'm going to book a movie. Right. It, I mean, Lele hasn't. She's not in any movies. It's because she, she wants to do music. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? But I'm sure if she would focus on it, she could yeah. do it. Um, I, I'm, I'm, that's what I mean. Like, if we all focus on it hard enough, we can do it. It's just, where's the focus? And that's why I think it's so important to, like, now I just want to focus on how can I personalize with my audience more so I can have a stronger connection. And because I, for a second, I felt like I missed that. In the beginning, I felt so connected with my audience. Right. Then I felt so disconnected with my audience. Now I feel like I'm way more connected again. And why did you feel disconnected? Because... I didn't really want to do it. Yeah. And I think I was we like, all th- went through that phase. Yeah, we all go through that. that yeah, yeah. Like even like, I think like I watched the one that, that you and Logan did here mm-hmm. and you guys talk about creative burnout and whatever. Yeah. And that's the realest thing. Like the, the burnout, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I've been there many times, like probably too many times. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's all about like, how can you keep your mental health like correctly? And then how can you find like the perfect balance between working hard enough, but also feeling happy. So you can just continue at this same speed instead of like going super hard, going down, going super hard, going down, you know, th- because that's 99% of the people on social media. Of course. It's like, and it's because we compare ourselves to the others and we're like, yeah. wow, that person's growing so fast. Like I need to do what they're doing. And that's what I'm sick of. Yeah. Like I have stopped looking at other people and be like, I want to do what they do. Why? Like I don't call my manager and be like, Yo, see what Mark Donor's doing? Why are we not doing that? Yeah. yeah. I used to do that. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day. I don't do that anymore. Like I look at that and then I think, okay, cool. I'm not going to do that because he's done that. So I don't want to make people think that now I'm going to do that mm-hmm. because he's doing it. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather just sit down and be like, all right, let's be creative here. And let's think like, what have people not done yet? Like has a social media person done Versace yet? No. Let's be the first to do that. That's mm-hmm. cool. You know, like that, then you get respect. I care way much more about respect than collecting a check like every day. Why do you think social media stars don't get respect? Cause, Cause they cause sell out. A lot of them sell out. And a lot of them, I don't think. It's what, do you, what do you consider selling out? I feel like, I mean, my thing is, I really don't understand why social media people don't get respect because, you know, we come up with the ideas, we shoot the ideas, we edit the ideas, we put out the ideas. We are a whole production team on our own and we deserve to get paid for that. Why, why, why do you say that a social media star is a sellout when Coca-Cola is like, Hey, here's 50 K for this post when I just did a fuckload of posts to get to where I'm at and I made $0 off of it, but it's not a sellout for Fox or for CNN or for all these companies to post commercials in between every single fucking 15 minutes. I I see what you're saying. And I don't think when I say sellout, I don't mean, I don't mean the typical teeth whitening or this or that. Like, obviously we all know a teeth whitening company when you do that is bad, but (laughs) everybody knows you're collecting a check. You know, I mean, dude, these companies are, are masterminds like ignite. For example, they Dan Bilzerian, Pays fucking half the rent of the girls in Los Angeles because yeah. they all go for Ignite. I mean, this yeah. KO watches yeah. every micro influencer. That's true. Fashion over micro influencers. Yes, it's like, it's a lot with micro. And they're honestly, the micro influencers are ruining. Well, overall, the big brand deals because they're willing to do stuff for five k for twenty posts, and it's like, but it's not just the micro influencers because <laughs> the thing is, you know your worth, you exactly. understand. But there's so many people that have millions of followers that are not anywhere near being a micro influencer. Mm-hmm. And they take the smallest checks. Because they, yeah. And that makes me so annoyed. Because, like, I'll be charging way more. And they'll be of like, course. but this influencer only took $2,500. I'm like, $2,500? Yeah. Are you crazy? Like, that, how do they live here? Millions like, of people. It's so expensive yeah. to live here. You know? But that's why they do it because they're like, yeah, because they have to, I guess. They, they need to make the money, right? But what I was saying with the sellout, I don't mean sell out with the brands. What I mean is to do anything to stay relevant. Gotcha. That is selling out to me. So it's like, just do a stupid prank. Well, you've never been a prankster just because then you'll stay relevant. Oh, I agree, bro. I stay true to your brand. Oh, and that's where I lost myself because I got involved in that. Like we were just talking about, 
you know, comparing yourself to other people when, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm watching Logan, I'm watching Jake, they're doing all these things. I'm like, fuck, I got to do that. That's what everybody likes right there. That's yeah. what they, and then I literally drifted so far away from who I was as a person. That's why I had to take this break. And now yeah. I came back and I'm like, all right, wow. I feel like me again. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Did you ever reach a point like that of like, not to say depression or lost, you know, not to say depressed mentally, but like, did you reach a point where you were like unhappy or lost with what you wanted in life, what you wanted out of your career? For sure. Like, how'd you overcome it or have you overcome it? I think it's a constant struggle of like losing, losing the big picture of like losing the finish line. Like for me, it's important. Like I'll have the most passion. I'll work the hardest. Like when I see the finish line, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that finish line is close. I just need to be able to picture the finish line when that, when something falls off. So like that finish line now doesn't become so real to reach in your head that's when you're starting to lose it and you're like like well what am i gonna do like am i supposed to still do this am i just gonna be creating videos my whole life like where is it gonna end like this this that that's why i constantly how i overcome it is i constantly go to the whiteboard and i just say okay what is it that i'm doing and i had a conversation with my dad that really helped me and he was like tuan look at yourself like a company he was like just He's like the name Tuan, your face, everything. It's a company. And now ask yourself, what's your company involved with? And what does your company want to get involved with? Because this also something is like when chances come by, a lot of people don't know what chances to jump on because they don't really know what they want. But when you sit behind a whiteboard or in front of your whiteboard and you write down everything that you are, everything you stand for, um, all like just everything you're behind. Then you know what, what you are mm -hmm. and what your brand is. So then when the opportunity comes by, it's, it's very clear. It's like, oh, that fits my brand. Let me do that. Oh, this fits my brand. I'll do that. Oh, that? No, no, no. I don't want to do that. that does, that's, that's not my thing. Because then when like a prank or whatever, like, nah, I don't, I don't want to do that. That's, that's off my thing. You know, right. although it might get views. But then again, it probably won't because that's not me. Mm -hmm. See, then you know what's not you. So you know, you can, you don't even have to go there and waste time and try. Because we all know in the beginning, it's not going to do great anyway. You're going to have to stay consistent for a little right. bit on it, right? It's like, if, if I start vlogging tomorrow, it's going to do trash. <laughs> and then hopefully... Over time, yeah. In four months from now, the views will pick up. I'm sorry, I don't have passion for that. Like, I don't have passion to vlog like that. So I'm never going to continue to doing it. Because I realize if I don't do something that I don't have the passion for, I get so depressed. And I get so bored. And the second I don't have passion for something, I don't want to do it. So it's, it's interesting because I like what you just said. Um, our whole job, I guess, and why people watch us is because we are who we are. Exactly. But we, we, we reach a point where we aren't happy with who we are, but everyone else just wants us to be who we are. And we try to like become someone else. You know what I'm saying? Can we talk about fame, famous, like being famous? Yeah. I've seen so many people change. And like, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, but I truly think I'm still the same person as I was before. Like, I think I like, and I think you can ask my friends. I think I'd never changed. And I think I never got cocky mm -hmm. and never or whatever. Um, cause I never felt different. Like, even though I started getting followers, I started doing this. I never started feeling cool or whatever. Like, Oh, now I'm cool. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I never felt better than that person or this person. But then what you said just now, like, you, you go off brand because now you're famous and some people start treating you different, right? A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people start treating, especially you different. in LA, yeah. especially in LA. And they start treating like you're the special type of person that has this special ability. Honestly, you don't really have a special ability. Mm -hmm. Like, well, you're, I you're good at something. You're yeah, good at something. I, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Right. And you can have talent. Yeah. That's great. And I think we all, we all have a certain talent. Yeah, otherwise yeah. we wouldn't be doing this. But at, at the same time, you're still just you you know like yeah there's no reason you should be treated differently based on your talent don't believe them you know what i mean just because they treat you this spectacular array i see a lot of people start believing them and they start believing that they should be on a pedestal and should be treated this way because they believe them now of course but if you just stay true to yourself and you look at a mirror you're like i'm literally still the same person i still feel the same and that's when i also started being very bad with dealing with egos from like famous people like when p 
people give me like egos. I'm like, I, I think it's all, it's it's always been a societal thing on even on different levels. For example, in high school, who are the popular kids? The jocks, yeah. the you know, the football player, the te- the team captain, the cheerleaders. Like all those people are treated like, wow, she's the hottest girl in the yeah. school. He's the best athlete in the school. So they they even have egos. But how do you stay there? How do you always be that person? To still know who you are mm-hmm. and to not actually believe them, but know that they believe it and that's fine they can believe that you're this special super special person that has all this knowledge that no one else has right cool they can believe it as long as you know that you're still just a regular person and yeah you you might be a bit smarter or a bit more clever Mm -hmm. or a bit faster at speaking um or just creative but you're still a normal person and as long as you remember that i think you'll never fall off and i think you'll never lose yourself but do you do you enjoy being treated better than other people? Like when you go to the club, for example, you don't wait in line like of the rest. Course. You go to the, you go you go in. You know, I of go course. in. You, I see people standing out there that don't get in. And honestly, when I first moved to LA, like I would go to the club with Logan. They would let Logan in, and they would not let me in because <laughs> I didn't have followers. <laughs> but then Logan should have been a good friend and be like, "No, he's my guy." Oh come on, he ain't gonna do that. <laughs> Well, you didn't have that pool like back oh, yeah. then, you know, like this was back in the influencers just are just starting to become a thing. This is when Vine was popular, not like there weren't famous people on Instagram. There weren't, I mean, YouTube was was still a thing. But like I feel like social media in in recent years, stars, social media followers, whatever the fuck you want to call it, have taken over L.A. No, for sure. Like we came in like. Like with boats. Yeah, like exactly. Boatloads yeah, of people. it was like people immigrating to LA. It's like Hollywood has never been this young. Ever. Oh, yeah. Like there's no way. Like, and so uh, independent on its own, like running things. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's crazy. Yo, guys, I interrupt this episode of the podcast to let you know that this episode is greatly sponsored by Lightstream. If we didn't have sponsors, we wouldn't have a podcast. The average interest rate on a credit card debt is over 19% APR. Have you looked at your interest rate? Lately, guys, you don't need to be a financial expert to know that consolidating credit card debt into a low fixed rate can save you thousands, thousands of dollars in interest. Who doesn't want to save money? So, guys, pay off your high interest credit cards with credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. You can get a rate as low as 5.95% APR with auto pay, much lower than the national average interest rate on credit card debt. Special offer, guys, just for my listeners only. Apply today at lightstream.com slash large and get an additional interest rate discount. That's lightstream.com slash large for an additional discount. Lightstream, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash light slash large, excuse me. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash large for more information. I always wonder like how everyone affords to live here. Like you just said. Oh yeah. You I know mean, what I'm saying 80% of the people on Instagram, I'm like, who's paying your rent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. Like, come no on. shit. Who's paying for that car? Who's paying yeah, for this? Like, you got in at the right time. And a lot of these viners did too, where they made a boatload of money because no one was doing it. Yeah. So they made a boatload of money really fast. And even some viners to this day, they're still living off their vine yeah. money. Like they're not creating any content. They're sitting at home living off Vine money. They invested in properties. Like they're making yeah. money elsewhere. But now it's so saturated. Like I you know don't a couple s- of those. Yeah, you don't <laughs> see you don't see that many people doing massive campaigns anymore. It's always no. one off posts, one off brand yeah. deals. So it's it's really really interesting. How old are you? Twenty three. So you're twenty three. You make your content's very clean, very brand friendly. Yeah. You don't swear. You don't hit no. women. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little inside joke. Uh, <laughs> I really don't. do. You no, no, no. It's a, it's an inside joke because he got a brand offer, and I had a video where I mistakenly hit a girl, and yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we'll keep, it wasn't. It, it's a skit. It was a skit. It wasn't real yeah. life. Anyways, the world's so sensitive these That's days. Before people were sensitive. Right. Well, they were sensitive, but less. Yeah, but less, less sensitive. Less, yeah. Um. But you, I would say your content appeals more to a younger demographic. What's well, funny because my audience has been growing up really? so hard. And like, I don't like, I don't even have that many 13 to 17 years olds anymore. Like my biggest audience is um, 18 to 24. And Female? 
mostly female, seventy five percent female. And then the second biggest audience is like tw- uh, twenty five to thirty. Twenty five to thirty, yeah. And like so, third is thirteen to seventeen. What's crazy because that before when I first started, that was like the max, you know. Oh yeah. And now kids. it's like yeah, yeah. the the third. Like, do you do you uh, at some point want to shift your brand? In, instead of making you know funny slapstick comedy skits, do you at some point want to shift your brand oh. into like, all right, you know, it's kind of like Justin Bieber going from, you know, one last lonely girl to like where he is now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and doing um, things like pissing in a fucking mop bucket and speed <laughs> getting speeding tickets and doing all these things where it's like, okay, you're an adult. Not, I, an, think, I mean, not that that's what adults do, but like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, make mistakes. I, I think. I think it's not so much about shifting brands because I don't think, I don't think my stuff is that, that young. Yeah, of course not. So, I think it's just more about adding on, and not so much about shifting because, like, for me right now, I just want to test my creative brain to the max. So, like, I'm like working on a short film. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, me and and Taylor Cut Films, we just made like a music video for John Bellion, like an artist I really liked, and I really connected to that song. So I was just like. Let me make this music video uh, with a message behind don't look so much at others. Like, mm-hmm. please be be yourselves. The most powerful thing you can be. Um, so that's where I want to go. Like, I love producing. Like, I love producing. I love setting things up. I love calling people. I love, like, doing the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm on my phone all day long. That, that's right. what I love to do. So that's where I want to go. But I don't want to just jump into doing a movie. Like, although I can get the budget tomorrow. Like that's, that's what I mean. Like we have the context to do bigger things. We have all this stuff, but I'm not like trying to already do it just so I could fail. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. let me, let me build myself there. Let me just do a short film first, then maybe do another short film and then maybe go make a film. What are you trying to accomplish when you do, you know, like a passion project, like a John Bellion music video like it's not something that's gonna get views and go viral oh, yeah. why, do, why do you do that you said you want to just push yourself creatively yeah strictly creatively and I'm trying to put a message across like I truly don't care how many views it's gonna get I'm not even monetizing it um, of course not YouTube yeah. copyright no I mean I got a white lesson from them and all oh, okay um, so I mean yeah I spoke Must to be him nice. before I spoke to him before <laughs> like I contacted him before like I didn't want to just do it yeah, yeah. like like I'm not gonna get flagged. Like it's not worth it. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. But I um, probably got flagged for this podcast for singing "One Less Lonely Girl." Oh, probably. You can't even sing you songs probably anymore. Probably bleep it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, you can't even like, sing the melody, bro. Oh. I sang "American Idiot" in a vlog and I got copyrighted. Really? Yeah. So it's ridiculous. copyrighted again. I didn't not- <laughs> sing "American Idiot." <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, for me, it's just about pushing myself creatively. That that makes me happy. All right, let's talk future after all this is done, after, you know, you retire or whatever, you start raising a family. Do you see yourself raising a family in Los oh. Angeles? Um, Do you want to raise question. a family? Um, before you said Los Angeles, I was like, when I thought you just asked me, do you, sell, do you see yourself raising a family? Like, I literally dream about having kids right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm 23. Like, because I have like a nine-year-old little brother that's like the cutest thing in the world. Yeah. So... When I think about him, I'm just like, wow, I need, I need one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I need one of them. I need I mean, one of them gremlins running around. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, listen, the girl's cool, but like, just give me one of those. Yeah. Like, you know, no, but like, uh, I dream about having a family. Like, I think it's the most, it's going to be the most beautiful thing. But I want to work as hard now. That's why I'm working so hard right now. So I can like spend all the time with um, my family mm-hmm. when it's time. Because... Didn't I didn't see my, my dad question. that, that much didn't answer my question in, in the early mornings. Um, LA. LA. I don't know. I People always say, do you want to live here or do you want to live in LA? And I'm, I'm always like, I don't think I'm going to live anywhere because I'm planning on being pretty successful. <laughs> so I'm planning on having a house here. I'm planning on having yeah, like yeah. a house in Miami, maybe having like a house somewhere else and live season, seasonally. You know, like, how do you say it? Like, like yeah, season here, seasonally. season there. Just move around. Like, I don't think I'm like the world feels so small for me now because I've traveled so much Mm -hmm. that and I've made friends everywhere that it's kind of like it's not fun to stay so long in one place. Right, right. You know, and obviously with kids, you kind of have to. Mm -hmm. But then again, I feel like if you're wealthy enough, you don't. 
Right. So, well, I, I want to go back because you started to say that you didn't do you you didn't spend as much time with your father as you'd like to like growing up. Well, yeah, I mean, my dad's a hardworking guy, right? Mm-hmm. So, I've had talks with him about it. Like now, I really understand mm-hmm. why he was working so hard, right? And it paid off. It was great, right? Like, he, I mean, successful. Without he's, him moving to America, great. you would never exactly be where you are today. Exactly. So I'm super super humble for that opportunity. And like we have great talks about it now, and like I completely understand. Obviously, when you're younger, it's sometimes it's hard to understand. But it's not like I have daddy issues or anything. Yeah. Like that. Oh, like, I wasn't trying to paint that. I was yeah. trying to like, is that something that you know when you have kids, you want to be like, well, my dad wasn't there as much as I'd liked him to be. I want to be there way more. Yeah, yeah. It's just like he also got kids at a young age. Like he got my brother when he's 21. Okay. So. He didn't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like, oh, damn, I have kids now. I need to make sure they're going to be okay. Right. Right. And then I said, thank you for yeah. making sure we're okay. Um, if per- in the perfect world, I would like to be okay first. Well, you're in a different position, way different position yeah, than your father. You know, you're 23, single, living in Los Angeles. You got no yeah. kids. Uh, you're pretty successful. I'm sure, you Getting know, there. Yeah. being 21 in the Netherlands, I don't, I mean, was he, he wasn't. No, he was just like. Yeah, when when he figured out he's he was getting a kid, he didn't have anything going on, and then he started the company that he was getting that mm-hmm. he, that he now has. Um, is he in Miami still, or is he back in the Netherlands? He just moved back, actually. Okay, he, he was over in the United States. He lived there for five years, and he was like, "I can't do it anymore." <laughs> is it the dream? Because I know a lot of countries, you know, the American dream, coming to America and and do it was the dream. Is it is it it's a not similar? Anymore. Is it not anymore? For not for him. Oh, no, but I'm saying, was it a similar mindset? Even in the Netherlands, because the Netherlands is a great country. I've been there, bro. Like Amsterdam's fucking dope. Yeah, it's like, like, and everyone's tall as shit, and they ride bikes around everywhere. There's like million more bikes than humans. Yeah, Actually, crazy. that's a stat. That's a well, statistical fact. Humans, yeah. So it's like, um, is that a dream to come no, here? For sure. Like, growing up, like I feel like in the past few years things have changed a bit, mm-hmm. but. Growing up, it was like definitely a big dream, like the U.S. Like, but who painted wow. that for you? I, I'm very, I I'm just curious. Is overall, like, like the world paints the world? it for you. The world, got like, it. America paints it for you. Like all the successful people live here. Yeah, yeah. You know, like entertainment industry is here. So that's what you see. You see this place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if we would all pack our bags and move somewhere else and do it there, I think everybody would be like, that's the dream. Yeah, You yeah, know, right, the yeah. dream is where the people are. Yeah. And then the country... It, but there's more people in India and there's more people in like China. So why don't we want to go there? Because, yeah, it's not <laughs> it's, because this is where the entertainment industry is. Yeah, no, is, I know. You know, isn't that crazy that the media and like social media in general is just kind of taking over but, the perception of the world? Yeah, but also now, I also think why the dream fell away a little bit is because now the world is so publicly known mm-hmm. like now we know what places look like that we never knew what right, they right. look like right so it's like we basically don't even have to travel anymore because the travel influencers will do it for yeah. us <laughs> <laughs> so oh my god <laughs> we'll just go to their instagrams yeah. and check it out um and we have a lot of them but so i think uh i agree with you on that but you've traveled i've traveled you still got to do it man you still got to do if it if you guys have the opportunity to travel still have to do it or you know if you're debating on whether you should buy like but travel for yourself though don't travel to take that pick no yeah of course but it, it really really grows you as a human being like for sure if you want to buy gucci shoes so you can like look cool to your friends or go spend that money on like a plane ticket somewhere and and fucking and backpack get like, the yeah. fuck out of dodge and go somewhere like yeah. screw the gucci shoes you know yeah. traveling makes you a better person for overall sure. and i'm sure you've been to way more countries than me but even seeing I've been to Brazil. I've been to, you know, Europe. It's just like, those are my best memories. Those it's are things great. you don't forget because you go like one time typically. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I literally just went to Italy like two weeks ago and it was so great. Mm-hmm. Like, it was funny because we were literally doing the same thing we were doing in LA. Like, we love playing Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're on this yacht in Italy and then we're playing Super Smash Brothers on the yacht. <laughs> but it's so much better. <laughs> and then I was like, this is the hardest flex I've ever done in my life. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, that to me, that's cooler than laying on the top of the boat and be like, look how big the boat is. Like, no, look how cool it is that I can play Smash on the boat. You know, yeah. that's way cooler in my opinion. How have your relationships since living in L.A. shifted? Are you still friends with all the people you're friends with at the first? Like, are you still really good friends with Lele, with Valet, with all of them? 
Um, obviously, it's shifted a lot. I I think it's very special that Leila and I are still best friends to the to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, besides Leila, I I don't know because like. Do you my old friends from home, I don't, I don't really have that many old friends from home anymore. Yeah. I mean, I have my boys. And I think that's the cool thing about, you know, childhood friends. I can hit them up once in five months and they'll be like, yo, what up? Yeah. You know, there's no hard feelings. Like, where the fuck have you been? But here, even in LA, if you don't hit someone up for like a, two weeks, they're like, yeah. man, you didn't text me for two weeks. What's going on here? For, for me, I feel like it's a little different with my home boys because, like, yeah. not just. The famous lifestyle is different. It's also America is bigger and mm-hmm. crazier. So it's like that was already a big step for them. Like, oh, wait, you've seen so much more. You have done this. And then all this came on top of it. So a lot of them started treating me a lot differently. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't feel like I was getting honest opinions anymore. And like then it just gets boring for me to hang out with someone. You know, it's just like I don't like the the yes sayers. Like, Do you miss the old days? We'll put it in like air quotes. The old days of everyone living at 1600 Vine, hanging out every single day creating vines where now it's everyone lives in their own place they don't hang out with anybody they have their own crews now yeah i mean i i miss it sometimes i i think it was cool that no one had controversy yet yeah <laughs> like, yeah no one had drama like no one was mad at each other it wasn't like oh you can't hang out with this person you can't hang out with that person because now that's now that's kind of like yo like do your homework yeah. you know like you can't just come here blinded and just trying to work with everybody because like there's definitely if you work with this person, like you might not work with that person or this. Like, it's but a who's bit saying about, that? Because, like, in my opinion, I'm no not a boss. I'm it. not with any team. And like, I mean, you know who we're talking about. But like, I feel that I can't talk. I can't work with them because I'm not in their team. You know, and it, that's what the fucking annoying shit is. I feel like everyone's like, you know what? Our team's gonna grow, and only our team's gonna grow. We can't help anybody else because you know, yeah. they're gonna grow. Like yeah. why? Why did, did it become that? Why did it become that? I don't, I don't know. It, it started splitting up like that. Like everybody started moving out and becoming like little groups, and then it was so hard to get into those groups. And I felt for the longest time like I wasn't in any group, and I was just like, wow, like how did how did this happen? Like mm-hmm. how did I end up with no group? <laughs> and then I kind of started creating my own group, and then everything started. I feel like loosening up again, but for me, but I don't know. You're your own group, and and I'm similar yeah. too. Like me hitting you up to be on this podcast, I never thought, like I wouldn't hurt, hit certain up people up and yeah, and be like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? Because I already know the answer. You know, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be like, no, I'm not gonna help your podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I thought it was dope when I hit you up. And you're like, yeah, of course. And I hit you up today to be on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like you're like, yeah, of course, I'll be on. And that's dope because you don't answer to anyone. You don't have to be like, hey, I have to check with you know, yeah. this person or that person. You know. Nah, all I had to do was just check with my manager what the schedule was like. Yeah. If I could make it today and then I could make but it. But that doesn't like, cool. exist with everyone. No, it's true. But then again, we're talking about egos and certain people think that they're so much more than they are. And I just believe in trying to, trying to help everyone. Just be a good person. Like, that's how you get the furthest. Kill everyone with kindness. Man. That's, what, that's, like, all that's it what it goes back to. It goes back to the old Vine days. Like, no one yeah. was worried about the other person growing. They were like, oh, I'm going to make a video for you. I'm going to make a video for them. And we're going to work together. Boom, boom, boom. Look at everyone yeah. fucking blew up and made millions of dollars. Yep. And now he's making 20 million. She's making 10 million. He's making 20 million. He, she's making 50 million, whatever. And then some, and then other people are like, well, they're making, you know, a hundred thousand, which is like, no, yeah. no complaining, but like it became, like you said, yeah. the egos. It's stupid. Prevailed. And it, it, I think it's stupid to not want to help someone. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, if you're a terrible person to me, okay, sure. I'm not going to help yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You know? But I never, it never even occurred to me when you told me, hey, you want to come on my, on my podcast that I'm helping your podcast. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I just look at it like, oh, cool. Yeah. That's going to be a fun conversation. Yeah. And like, I'll go home and watch it. Yeah. And I'll be like, Oh, that was fun. That was good. And maybe I could bring a qu- good message to the world. Like maybe we could talk about something that other people could might listen to. I don't even think about that, man. Like that's why I love the podcast because I could have people on and literally just talk. Yeah. And talk. I like even during this podcast, we got into like a really good conversation where I just I forgot we were on a podcast, and I was yeah, like, no, same, yeah. you know, we got like a little back and forth even, and I'm just like, I love that shit, bro. It's cool because like 
I'm not just trying <laughs> to sit here and just talk about me the whole time. Like, of course. I'm also just trying to talk about like what we talked about, like feelings and like, the, like mental states and all that stuff. Like it's so <clears throat> important. And I see so many people struggle with it. And sometimes I feel like I have a really strong mind and yeah, of course I get depressed. Mm -hmm. Like I wake up depressed sometimes, mm -hmm. but then I have like the mindset of like five minutes later of like, yo, stop. <clears throat> what are you doing? Like, because I could still be in Amsterdam or the Netherlands. Yeah, because like what I said, I believe in the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And then I think, oh, I'm going to sit here and think negative. What am I doing? I'm just attracting more negative things. So why don't I stop that right now? And just going to think positive again and just go to the drawing board and yeah. draw out the vision again. I want to talk about one more thing because you were in a relationship previously. Yeah. Did you feel that your relationship hindered your work ethic or work career or your career in any way, shape or form? Um, Do you think it's hard to date in LA when you're out here for you? Yeah, there's definitely a certain thing to it. Like you have to be selfish to be able to do what we do because mm -hmm. it's such a everyday job. Mm -hmm. like, it's everyday, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> such a funny thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so you have to be selfish at the same time. I think it's very important to maybe date someone that's also doing something. Mm -hmm. I was dating someone that was doing absolutely nothing. Okay. And that was really bothering me because then it's like, when do you come home? Like, when do you have time? You feel Are uh, we gonna weight get on dinner? your shoulders? Yeah. yeah I felt yeah. weight on my, on my shoulders because I felt like I had to please someone. Mm -hmm. And I'm a people pleaser and I want to make sure everyone is okay and everyone's having a great time. But I also need to get my work done. Right. And I need to work to feel productive, to be happy. Mm -hmm. If I don't work, I don't feel like that. And I feel depressed and I'll be mad. Yeah. So I told my ex that all the time. Like, I was like, look, when I come home from a long day of work, am I coming home tired? And she's like, no. I was like, how happy do I come home after a productive day? Like, I'm down to do anything. I'm down to go to movies. I'm down to go to dinner. I'm down to anything. How do I like, how do I come home after a day of doing nothing? I'm annoyed. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. I'm tired. It's like the opposite. Doing nothing makes me tired. Doing more makes me more energetic. I'm the exact same way, bro. And I was thinking about this the other day because I was kind of in a funk from the weekend because I went really, really hard. I went really, really hard. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and on Monday, I was super hungover. Same. And then I was like. Oh, well, I was Sunday. I skipped the. The, the, the luau. Yeah. I, was, I couldn't make it. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're. I was even bad at the luau. I was like, fuck, now I need to rally. And then I rallied. And then Monday, I was super hungover. And I'm like, damn. That's when I was made the decision. I'm like, I did nothing today and I feel so terrible about myself. I needed to go 30 days sober and just really put my head down and work. No, I'm down. And once I made down to join you, you're gonna do the third day. Yes. <laughs> We're shaking on Let's it. Do it. Um, but I was in a funk and my mom even texted me and she's like, what's going on, man? I haven't, yeah, you haven't posted on Instagram in a while. I go, ah, mom. My mom is the same. Yeah. <laughs> my mom is like the only <laughs> one that keeps my Instagram <laughs> in check, man. My manager doesn't even call me and say like, Hey, you should post. My yeah. mom is like that. I'm like, mom, I've been in a funk and you know what I realized? And I was talking to George. I'm my, I feel the best when I start my day with a workout and this is something I need to do that again. Yeah, right? Because I, when I got went through my breakup, I was working out every day. I saw I, that. I you quit. got big. Thanks, man. No, I told oh, you. Oh, you oh, I thought you meant like I got fat. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. No, I meant you went to the gym. You got you got swole. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you, you commented back to George or something. You're like, damn, Mark looks big or something like that. Yeah, you, it's funny that I didn't even like told you. I told, yeah, you I told, <laughs> told George. I told George. I'm like, yo, you got big. <laughs> yeah, but and then I went to Coachella. Coachella weekend too, stagecoach. Had the best time of my life. Yeah, you did a but lot I lost of the gym. Uh, yeah, but I lost that. the gym. And I'm like, damn, I was, you know, on my way up and I was feeling really good about myself. And then I stopped going to the gym and I started partying. And yeah, I had a fucking blast partying, but I realized the past couple of days going to the gym, I'm like, damn, I feel so much better when I start my day with exercise. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You've always hit the gym at like yeah. weird hours. Yeah. You'll like go home from the club and like go to the gym and do pull-ups. <laughs> I remember seeing shit like 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I've done weird stuff. Well, aside from the videos, aside from work that makes you happy, what do you like to do that makes you happy? That's not work. No cameras, no filming, just besides collecting sick watches. I know that's <laughs> well, one of your hobbies. You. Yes. Um, art. Like I like. Oh, I saw art. that you started doing that. Yeah. So I've been I've been drawing a lot. 
on my iPad and uh, kind of trying to create my own little style of like what I like to do. I really like neon colors, so like I kind of get stuck in that. And then I'll, I'll get random things. Like, I mean, I made Juanpa, uh, like the statue that I gave to his birthday like two years ago, I think. And like I bought that on Amazon and just painted it, painted it and mm -hmm. made something out of it and ended up looking cool. And then I just did it with the lion uh, that I got and I made all the colors like neon, like his hair all neon. So I'm still working on that slowly, but I'm, I'm mostly doing it because my brain never stops, never stops thinking. And it really drives me nuts. So then when I do art, my brain's thinking about nothing. It's like, it's one of the few things that I can do that it doesn't think about anything. Because I'm just thinking about like, okay, draw between this or like just what color should I do? And it's one, one single thought. And funny thing too is then I started feeling like I was wasting time doing art, right? And I'm like, oh, I, should, I should like at least learn something. Mm -hmm. So I started putting like podcasts on and like, uh, like audio books because I'm a dyslexic, so like reading a book for me is I three pages I sleep, <laughs> I sleep, bro, and then so I, I can't I literally fall asleep right away, and then because it's also English, it's like double the like yeah. hard for me. Um, so I, I do the audiobooks while I art do art, and then I I can listen to an audiobook for four hours straight, like without stopping, and I take up all the knowledge. I can literally tell you everything that happened because I'm just focusing on like what color, and that's just enough brain space for everything else to come in right. and collect it. So I think we all need something where we like shut off our brains. Cause I feel the same way. And I know a lot of people that in this life, for example, like I'll say something or George will say something funny. I'm like, bro, like, why didn't you say that on the vlog? And then I'll like turn my vlog on. And like, we, we always are thinking mm -hmm. in our brains, like that needs to be filmed. Uh, I need to save this story for the podcast. I can't yeah. enjoy my real fucking life. Cause everything that I do is out there. I don't, I think, Dude, I don't have any any secrets. I feel like you really. and I. I feel like you and I are. I've always kind of like been very similar, like thinking way. Like I, I love your work ethic. I've always, I've always admired that. Um, and I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Well, no, I, I used to work really fucking hard because I slept in a closet on an air mattress, and I exactly you didn't want to do that anymore. But I lost like my work ethic a little bit when I got in a relationship, and that's why I yeah, wanted to spoke, ask you that. You spoke to me about that. You said you got too comfortable. Oh, so comfortable, bro. But I'm I'm back to like grinding, grinding, and that's what makes me happy. Like creating content, having conversations, like and creating quality content quality. too. That's my biggest thing. That that's why I care for quality. But then honestly, I do make some stuff on the iPhone again, cause like. I feel like content is constantly changing and mm -hmm. I think we should constantly evolve with it. Otherwise you're going to fall off. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons too, that maybe I'm haven't been losing followers or stuff like that. Like it's because like I change up the content. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I don't like, I, I've seen some people took off from skits. Like they stopped doing skits and they came back a year and a half later and it's the exact same type of skits as them when they left. And I'm like, my God, that's me. And I, but you can't do that. I know. You got to like, you got to like adjust because now shorter works better. Yeah. Just letting you know. So it's like, oh, thanks for the tip. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, you know, like one takers. Great. It, it all became, uh, there was a formula back then. And now it's then. like, but there's still a formula right you gotta now. You got to post to IGTV. You got to post to your stories. You got to yeah. post videos. You got to post carousels. You got to use all these features that Instagram offers so that they're like, oh, cool. This person uses our platform. Yo. Talking about that real quick, I don't know if Justin from Instagram is going to kill me for saying this, but we're deep in the podcast. I'm going to share it. <laughs> uh, I'll take full responsibility. So he showed me something and he was like, Tuan, he's like, normally I just show this to like the younger people. So he pulls up this picture of like this, uh, this car and uh, one of the wheels was like IGTV. One, no, no. One of the wheels was like stories. One of them was like... Uh, posting one of them was like um going live yeah and then uh igtv was like the the, the fifth wheel in the trunk right <laughs> and then uh there's one more i'm forgetting one more what, what else do we have carousel photo album or whatever posting uh you got um, ig story story live post live uh igtv video there's one um, more thing right there's uh there must be hi something there. highlights maybe i don't know 
Well, anyway, the point is, he asked me, he's like, now that you know that, he's like, how many flat tires does your car have? Like your Instagram have? Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I never looked at it like that. Because I would just be like, oh, IGTV is not really my thing. Or, yeah, you know, but then when he said it like that, and I was like, wait, yeah, I think I have like two flat tires. And then he's like, so how far can you get on two flat tires? I was like, pretty far. Well, but it, I could get further. But you know what would make it? What if you got rid of a few tires? <laughs> Instagram. Be like, yo, Justin, get rid of a couple of these tires so I don't have to fucking fill air up in all of them. No car has six tires. They have four. <laughs> if it was just IG live posting stories and one more thing, that's pretty damn easy. But guess what? It's IGTV. All these, there's six tires. And then you got six tires on YouTube. And then you got six tires yep. on Facebook. And then you got six tires on Snapchat. Before you know it, you're driving a 24 fucking wheeler. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're driving like that. And big you got to keep all the tires good. And they're expensive. And guess what? On that 24-wheeler, about two of mine are filled up. <laughs> Anyways, Twan, thanks for being on the podcast. We've hit this hour mark. Keep, keep, your, keep your tires full. Keep your tires filled up if you guys want to be a successful social media creator and make millions of dollars. We'll see you guys next week on Living Large. Oh. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Ah, Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.